Medical information obtained from our website or on the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If you have, or you suspect you might, have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of the sports doctor, this radio show, or their sponsors. Hey, everybody, live from Chicago. Welcome. It's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist. All things sports medicine, wellness, and fitness brought to you by Global Schoolwear. School uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger, Lower Extremity Review, and MVP Parent Magazines, UK Health Radio. Uh, I've got a great doubleheader today. We've got two high-performance specialists who have worked with numerous Olympic teams, Robert Andrews. Uh, he's an author, speaker, a motivator, mental training expert, the Institute of Sports Performance. He's also a contributor to my book, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents. He's returning along with Gina Pongetti. She's an award-winning physical therapist, achieved physical therapy, biomechanics expert, speaker, and endurance performing arts sports specialist. Then the sports doctor's in. Some Bob Guider wisdom in your emails. First, I want to welcome back Robert Andrews. Welcome back, Robert. Thanks, Bob. Good to be back. Appreciate you having me. Give us, give us some quickie background on you and the Institute and your background. Oh, wow. Quick. <laughs> uh, what got me into working with injuries was suffering a, suffering a devastating knee injury in high school and then through years of traditional therapy where I specialized in resolve, helping people resolve trauma. About 16, 17 years ago, I had this aha that the same protocols I used with traumatic automobile accidents and things like that would help injured athletes overcome the psychological trauma of an ACL injury or Tommy John surgery and hung out my shingle and it just took off. Now you're down in Houston, Texas. And mm-hmm. again, the, uh, the whole, uh, you know, on the, on the sports doctor for decades, uh, I talk about the mental game, whether you're a world champion, whether you're their parents, <laughs> whether you're their coach whether you are at various levels, whether you're just trying to stick on your diet program or your exercise program, uh, everything involves the mental side of things. It's taken a while, but this is now accepted universally by all serious sports uh, organizations and levels, isn't it, Bob? Yes, it is. It's come a long way. I think think we've managed to get rid of the stigma around it, and now it's an accepted practice, an important part of training and competition. You know, remember my famous story, Robert, my longtime colleague, the late Dr. Jim Vickery, sports psychologist. He shared my radio show in the 90s. Uh, I used to call him the mad professor, Uh, but he never used the word psychology because it scared Mm -hmm. people back then Mm -hmm. in the 80s and 90s. He was a performance enhancement consultant. Of course, now there's there's a tremendous recognition of, you know, the the word uh, psychology and its, its inclusion. In, in so many areas, but your particular specialty, the challenge from professionals on down of uh, dealing mentally with coming back from maybe a career-threatening injury like you mentioned or mm-hmm. a, a season-ending injury, 
And this didn't have a lot of attention being spent, uh, paid to it, did it? It did not. And that's what that's when the light bulb went off for me back in 2006. It was like everybody's just treating an ACL injury physically, you know, prehab, surgery, rehab, go play. But who's dealing with the grief, the loss, the fear, uh, the concerns about re-injury, the depression, the anxiety, the anger. And I was like, this needs to be done. And so uh, here we go. I've got three other people in my, my practice and we do a lot of injuries. And interestingly enough, this summer has been the summer of the ACL injury. I have probably 20 to 25 athletes I'm seeing right now that have torn their ACLs and some of them yeah. multiple times. Yeah. I'm going to give you a pearl, Robert, from the sports doctor. Orthotics are a big deal. The role of the foot is a huge deal, especially in the female athlete. And often mm -hmm. it's neglected. If the athlete's feet don't hurt, it's neglected. Everybody's looking at their knees. So my pearl for the next millennium with you is to pay big attention with whoever's working with these athletes physically, their doctors and physical therapists. I can't remember the last female athlete that we had in orthotics that was doing everything else. Of course, that's important, the physical training, the mental training, all of these things prehab, pre-injury, mm -hmm. uh, but the idea of uh, adding uh, foot mechanics uh, to the mix is uh, my, uh, my, my pearl that I want to add to all the great things that uh, you're looking to do. Well, uh, what are some of the age groups that you work with? And I know you have a wall of gold medals from all your work with the Olympic gold medal uh, <laughs> uh, women's gymnastics team. Uh, and, and, uh, what are some of the different age groups that you pay attention to three to 103? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, I tend to work with high school through college, professional, national world, Olympic hopefuls, Olympians, uh, other folks in my practice work with that same group, but they tend to work with more of our younger athletes. And, and we've gone down as like seven years old with kids with, anxiety and panic attacks in competition, which is tragic that kids that young are so afraid of making mistakes and so into this perfectionistic approach. Uh, but we see the whole gamut. I think, I think probably one of the only sports I haven't worked with is a curler. I think I've seen, I've seen squash and, and diving, and, you know, <laughs> I've seen so many different Well, it's, 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 <laughs> it isn't a sport that doesn't involve the, uh, the mental side of things. I really want to talk much mm -hmm, more true. about that with you. Everybody, you're listening to The Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Wild, sports podiatrist. Go to my website, sportsdoctorradio.com. So you go over to radio shows, you can go back years. Robert's been on numerous times uh, over the past, gosh, probably five years or so. I'm going to see if I can sit him down uh, and listen to whatever you would like. International guests, national, local guests, all sorts of different topics. If you go over to newspaper articles and magazines, you can read an array of articles and so many different topics. A lot of excitement with our MVP Parent Magazine. A lot of the contributions I've made with Lower Extremity Review. We have thousands of followers on LinkedIn and Twitter. I can't tell you how many guests I get from those different platforms. Uh, at Sports Doc, DOC Radio, we're talking with mental training specialist uh, Robert Andrews. Uh, he contributed a chapter to my book, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents about exactly what he was mentioning. You know, how can we have these kinds of pressures on seven-year-olds? Well, when you're watching the Olympics and you're watching a 15-year-old national world-class gymnast or figure skater, you know they started. 
at, at seven or eight years old. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's interesting, Robert, you know, with, with all of the advice, again, to play multiple sports, every therapist, doctor, trainer really recommends that. But you're right in the middle. I call them the prodigy sports. Again, the, the gymnastics and, and, and figure skating are good examples, but it could be tennis, could be soccer. When you have at 11, 12, 13 years old, these boys or girls, this is what they want to play. And what are some of the strategies that you pay attention to when you're dealing with these uh, athletes and their families or coaches who are specializing so early? Well, uh, the first thing that pops into my mind on that is balance, uh, that they can't just sleep, train, school, sleep, train, school, sleep, train, school, which is what we see so much. So help them create a balanced life for these young kids, which means social times with friends, uh, riding their bike, you know, listening to music, going to a movie, having sleepovers, whatever that is. And I, I see so many younger athletes who don't do any of these things. It's like I said, they, they get up, they train, they go to school, they train, they do homework, they go to sleep. Many of them are sleep deprived. Yeah. You know, it's amazing, so Bob, you know, with, with all the education that both of us have been involved with over the past hundred years, give and take a few weeks. And we've come a long way, baby. We've made great progress. So many great organizations, the National Alliance of Youth Sports have been around 40 years, coaching coaches, training coaches, iSports 360, uh, the, the, uh, all of these great organizations, yet when I listen to you, uh, I, I, we're treading water in so many areas, mm-hmm. uh, again, with the parents and coaches, uh, and we got to keep up the educational uh, scenario big time, right? Amen. Absolutely. Are the doctors catching on to a lot of this in your experience, as well as the coaches? You know, uh, again, there's never been more craziness and pressure and abuse in a sport like gymnastics. It's been a nightmare in so many different mm-hmm. areas. Uh, are the doctors and coaches getting it? Doctors, for sure. I probably have about eight or nine doctors here in Houston that refer to me. Uh, usually it's with ACL injuries or other injuries. And then uh, I go out and do trainings with physical therapy groups here in the greater Houston area. So I have a probably another half a dozen physical therapists that refer to me. So the coverage there is great. Uh, unfortunately, I talked to an athlete today who was freaking out in her sport and the coach took her under the bleachers at a track meet and just let her have it and screaming and yelling. And, you know, so that's still going on, but you know, isn't it amazing? Say- you know, when, when, when you think of youth sports, every, you just can't get out of your head, the ranting, raving, Parent and or coaching still you the Bobby Knight throwing the cash uh, the chair across the floor and choking an athlete you'd say what are you kidding me this just can't be uh, still involved what's the best website for people to find out about your work your book and the institute well you can just do a Google search of the Institute of Sports Performance or uh, uh, T I N S S P is in Paul T I N S S P dot com or you can go to Champions Mental Edge and check out my video series and my book. Yeah, talk about some of the pearls of the um, uh, your book and video series, things that you're really paying big attention to for all athletes and families and coaches. 
Well, the, the feedback I hear in my book is that the best chapter is the book is the chapter on parenting athletes, and uh, <laughs> it's a wake. It's seriously, it's a wake up call for yeah, a lot of big time. I I'm not surprised. And at the end, we have a parent contract, and it's it, there's about twelve different like covenants that they they aspire to, and they have to sign it in front of their kids and, and make an agreement that. Uh, you know, for example, applying to the two-hour rule. I can't say anything negative for two hours after a competition to give their kid time to pro- to process and digest their own experience because they're they're usually hard enough on themselves. So there's there's different things in there that we want these parents to start buying into to create a better environment. We call it a a tank filling you know, environment quote, for their kids. I'm going to quote my late friend, Dr. Jim Vickery, again when he would talk to parents. I drag him along with me to little league meetings. You know, I'd be talking about what's the best shoe. He'd be talking about parent behavior. He said, don't be a critic. Boy, does that fit mm-hmm. into your two-hour rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we had an incident here in the Little League game in, here in Houston just a few days ago where uh, the game was over. The coach didn't like that his team lost. And when he's high-fiving the team, you know how they walk down lines? He's hitting them so hard, he's hurting their hands, and he's bumping into them with his shoulders. And, you know, this is a grown man treating little 10-year-old kids like this. And by that night, he was suspended from the league. But I was like, good. What? Yeah, what that is that? Good to hear. You know, I think, uh, you know, Little League Baseball that we're all familiar with, we probably all played it. You know, it's wonderful in so many ways. They woke up 20, 25 years ago and said, holy cow, 45% of the kids are not re-signing. They don't want to mm. play. And they started wow. really paying big attention again to this. You know, I call them Svengali coaches, the ranting, mm-hmm. raving coaches. Club sports are famous for it. And again, you know, in order to become a serious athlete, let alone an Olympian, and you've dealt with them and the coaches and families, not for everybody. But there's no place for this ranting, raving, crazy coach in any of youth sports. And we have to continue um, to, to stress that the upcoming documentary, Joel Franco's, uh, where our children play, uh, the challenge of youth sports, uh, is, is, is trying to pay big attention to some of the, you know, uh, paying attention to the kids and them having a good time. Uh, and, <laughs> and it, it amazes me when I hear stories again, like you just mentioned your own community. I'm, I'm encouraged to hear that he's gone. The coach is gone. Quickly, just very amazed me with all the great education uh, that you've been a part of for so many years, as long as our second guest, our colleague, Gina Pongetti, uh, you know, when you're dealing with these kinds of levels, and yet you could still hear this coach berating an athlete in the stands on the sidelines in front of their teammates, maybe, or ranting and raving, or what do you mean you gained five pounds? Mm-hmm. You know, I have a chapter in my book called Youth Sports and Drugs. They talk about half these kids living on over-the-counter pain meds. I tell parents all the time, if your son or daughter's on pain meds to participate, you're over the line. And it's just, it's amazing, these pressures, physically and mentally. Um, But again, you know, talk about some of the other things that you uh, pay attention to in the book for the last couple of minutes. Injuries, for sure. Uh, We talk a lot about... uh managing energy efficiently and everybody most people think that performance is just about physical talent and physical energy but we talk about a lot uh, about the importance of learning how to manage your mind and your emotions because that's a source of fuel also 
and the athletes that understand these concepts uh, usually go beyond where they thought they were capable of going. Uh, we talk a lot about, uh, there's a good chapter on overcoming injuries. Talk, there's a really good yeah. chapter on I know you pay big attention. Culture. I knew the time would fly. I knew the time would fly with you, Bob. I know you pay big attention to rest and recovery, but I can't believe we're okay. out of time. Give me again the website. People can find all about the you and the Institute in the book. T-I-N-S-S-P.com or the Institute of Sports Performance.com uh, and ChampionsMentalEdge.com. Great. Robert Andrews, we'll have you back again. Thanks so much. Hold on, Bob. We'll be right back at Sports Talk. Alrighty. Hey, everybody. It's Dr. Bob Weil, a sports doctor. I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, co-written with Sharky Zartman, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents, an essential guide for any parent with a child in sports. You know, Sharky is a former Hall of Fame volleyball player. She's the mom of two daughters who became Division I volleyball players. Together, we have over 70 years of combined youth sports experience. Goal of the book? Give you the essential tools and guidance to make your experience as a sports parent the best it could be. Hashtag Hey Sports Parents is divided into four sections. The first section, Sports Parenting 101. Sharky talks everything about uh, parenting, about coaching, that whole uh, interaction between parents and coaches, coaching your own kids. Uh, what's What are the things to really pay attention to? The second section is the Sports Doctors In, yours truly. Uh, my discussion of injury prevention and treatment, choosing the best shoes, youth sports and drugs, essential exercises, the dilemma of youth football, orthotics. Third section, uh, experts speak out. We bring together eight different experts in nutrition and sports performance and mental training in all aspects of coaching in that section. The last section is the parent's perspective, some insights from about a half a dozen parents of athletes. So everyone, hey, get out your megaphone, spread the word. Now available on Amazon. Order now. You'll be more confident. So will your young athletes. Hashtag, hey, sports parents. everybody, Dr. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content. Their tagline, collaborative care for better outcomes, says it all. Hey, colleagues, go to lermagazine.com. Hey, everybody. MVP Parent Magazine is special. Evidence-based topics on all areas of youth sports. Rich Dubin, a sports dad himself, takes his three decades of publishing, 
He just celebrated the 12th anniversary of the acclaimed LER Lower Extremity Review magazine, one of Sports Doctor's key supporters, and he pours it into MVP Parent. Factual evidence-based info on such key topics like physical and mental training, nutrition, injury awareness, treatment, recovery, and prevention. I am proud to be a contributor to MVP Parent with the Sports Doctor is in article in each issue. Go to MVPParent.com. MVPParent.com. Hey, everybody, we're back. It's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist. We've got another one of our fave guests, Gina Pongetti. She's an award-winning uh, biomechanics expert. Uh, she's achieved physical therapy. She's a physical therapist, speaker, endurance performing arts. Gina, welcome back to the Sports Doctor. Thank you, Dr. Bob. It's always a pleasure. Uh, I'm humbled to be one of your guests for so many years. I was just going to see if I could pin you down. I, when do you think was the first time you were on? 10, 15 years ago? I would probably say 15. I am on my uh, 21st year of PT. So I think it's probably, I mean, I, I started working with you very shortly after I uh, started being a PT and referring patients. So it's been a while. Absolutely. Gina is also a contributor to the award-winning book uh, that I had a pleasure with, Mr. Edge, The Anatomy of a Figure Skating Injury. Gina, give us some background on you uh, as a physical therapist and uh, you're working with some of these Olympic athletes and the Achieve Physical Therapy and Performance. So I was a gymnast for 14 years and always had a love for dance and choreography. Um, I retired, uh, stopped, quote-unquote, in 1996, and I went on to try to be a physical therapist to make other people's lives in sports and athletes as safe as it can be achievable and enjoyable. So as a PT, I started focusing on the mechanics of performing arts, including figure skating, gymnastics, dance, um, have covered Broadway shows, Broadway um, artists, touring artists, performing artists and concerts uh, venues, as well as um, Olympic athletes, world champions, NCAA. So I have been taking care of uh, athletes that are national team members and Olympians with USA Gymnastics for 20 years. So um, lecturing and writing and teaching other people how to care for a subpopulation um, is a passion of mine and most recently has evolved into the safe sport movement and fighting for uh, safety athletes uh, mental and physical health balance, which as a PT and at Achieve with managing the holistic aspect of the person, as we always talk about their mechanics, how they move, the equipment that they use, orthotics, bracing, um, but also sport psychology and uh, life balance and safe sport and the relationship between coach and medical provider and athlete as a triad um, is kind of my new my new energy triangle, which is amazing. You know, it's interesting. That's been the modus operandi of the sports doctor for the decades I've done the show, is this marriage of all of these different aspects, specifically the physical side as well as the, the mental side. You know, we just got done with the mental side with your longtime colleague, Robert Andrews, 
the Institute yep. of uh, Sports Performance in, in Houston, Texas, talking a little bit about some of the things that you and I, you know, you mentioned figure skating, you mentioned gymna- uh, gymnastics, of course, uh, and the, you know, there's a chapter in my book, it's called The Prodigy Sports, and I, the prodigy sports, uh, even though therapists like yourself, doctors, trainers, tell these kids and their parents and coaches, we want you to play multiple sports, we want you to do different parts of the body, yeah, 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 and that's great unless you're a gymnast. And you're like you yeah. were, which is, you know, this is the one sport you're married to it. This is what you want to do. And the challenge of dealing with these kids uh, is I've long been one of your or specialists. You know, you use that magic word balance, which is such a major key, but so is rest and recovery. And so yeah. is the, the feedback of this kid or the athlete themselves in this process. You've been a champion of that part big time. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have the the pleasure of being able to um, have been both medically credentialed and media credentialed at over, you know, 50 events over the course of probably even more than that over the course of of 20 years and working on site at world championships and the Olympics and uh, seeing both sides of it and using a voice for these athletes for, uh, you know, there is achievement, but at what cost? And when you well, are you know, you know, setting, Gina, like us, it, it, you that, that world, yes, that whole world has actually caused me, you'll probably remember, to rename, and there are cheaters, there's always been cheaters, but it's actually your world, that that world has caused me to rename performance-enhancing drugs. Do you remember what I renamed them? I do not. <laughs> I knew, I yeah. Not. Performance, sur- performance surviving. Oh, yes. Yeah. overkill <laughs> times 100. You know, one of the biggest yeah, chapters in, in, in my book, Hashtag Sports Yeah, In the sport of gymnastics, that's really not as much of an issue. Um, but I, I go back to just a, a quandary for our listeners and for all the, the high-end sports people that think that they're, um, you know, at the pinnacle of a sport, you know, unless you're taking care of the entire athlete and, you know, your tech's available and you're communicating with the parents and the teachers and the equipment manufacturers and tweaking everything, you know, the word drug is often thought of as, you know, steroids and all these things, but think about adrenaline as a drug. Think about being bullied and fear as a drug and performance enhancement and the external factors can be that they're pushing themselves because they're scared to tell somebody they're injured or they're scared to say that their, you know, their blade isn't balanced well enough because they don't want to offend somebody or in gymnastics that, they're exhausted. And so I've gone away from saying oh, oh, the external forces, it's not just performing enhancing drugs, it's more performing enhancement with force, right? And there's so much of that coming in. As uh, the yeah, there is. Um, you know, the famous, the famous Chicago Bears linebacker, Brian Urlacher, he was talking tongue-in-cheek, was talking about, again, not admitting if you're hurt, giving out. And he'd say, you know, I, I, I really got a ding in my head playing one of these. And I, I got to the sidelines. I told them my foot hurt. You know, so they wouldn't pull me out of the game yep, for, the, uh, yep. uh, for, for the protocol. So it's a very, very big point, you know, which is, again, we turn around. We see half these teenagers are taking over-the-counter pain medicine to stay in the game because of all of these, these kinds of pressures. So uh, bringing out the confidence of these young athletes to speak up, uh, to admit what they're dealing with uh, many times to their parents and or coaches uh, is, is, is so important. 
you know, that's why I used to ask you over the years always how your sports psychology skills were with some of these right. parents and coaches. I, I feel like I right? have a minor. I feel like I have a minor in it. Even <laughs> At though, least. You know, even though I don't. It's, uh, it is just unbelievable when someone's on your table for, you know, 20 to 50 visits. And for those that are at the highest level, our, our performing artists that travel, um, gymnasts that are trying to make the Olympics and college athletes, they, if you listen deep enough, they tell you what's going on. Is it really that, they, that their ankle still hurts or is it they're apprehensive because they're only as good as their last performance and there's a, you know, a didactic relationship going on with a coach that's not well? And you have to listen through that and see through that. Um, you know, if, if we are biomechanically setting them up great and something is still off or there's a perception or a reaction time that is different, often, you know, there's a lot more that goes into that than just physical. And a point that I wanted to make today that, that I had uh, outlined was um, there's a difference between being a PT or a podiatrist or a doctor or an ATC that works with elite athletes and being someone that actually takes care of them. Anybody can see an ankle sprain. Anybody can see a hamstring strain. But understanding the whole picture, how to work with agents, how to work with coaches and recruitment and um, coaches from different backgrounds, as you and I have worked with, you know, very uh, stern coaching and the way that you handle their care overall um, is just an art. And I'm blessed to be able to. You come out of the craziest world in youth sports with these kinds of pressures of them all. The gymnastics, yes. the Bella Carole, that whole world of, yes. of tremendous stress uh, in, in so many different areas. You know, you've written about that, about the, uh, these athletes scared of, of uh, talking about what, what's hurting them. They'll get cut from the team. They won't be in the competition. All of these uh, kinds of factors. Uh, in, in so many ways, what's, what's the website people could find out about you and some of your writings and uh, the different things you're involved with? Absolutely. So the local treatment uh, organization that I own is Achieve Sports Medicine. So that's AchieveOrthoSports.com. And then my Performing Arts and Biomechanics Worldwide Consulting Organization is MedGym. And that's M-E-D-G-Y-M dot org. And uh, the MedGym site is for performing arts and research connection to people. Um, but, you know, lecturing and passing on knowledge is something that's very important to me. Writing from the Rio and uh, Tokyo Olympics and my entire process of being there um, is going to hopefully come out in a book at some point in time. We're, we're dealing with some pretty deep issues right now. You better, ha with... you better, ha you better have my <laughs> chapter in your book on the roll of the oh, foot. I'll there, tell you that after the other books that we write. Ab you know, yes. absolutely. You know, we it's have, interesting, uh, Gina, I... again, coming from your side of things uh, involving the, the whole picture involving the athlete, the family, the coaches, um, you paid big attention to rest and recovery when a lot of the, uh, uh, high level, they didn't know how to spell rest and recovery. Everything was overkill. Yes. Uh, how important that that uh, part of it is, or in youth sports, you know, whose goal is it? You know, is it is it the, yes. the youngsters' goal? Uh, you know, quickie story. You know, my superstar, the gold medalist, Evan Lysacek. You know, he grew up in uh, uh, Naperville, Illinois. You worked with him also, and he was yes. nine and a half when I put orthotics in his skates. 
after the Olympics 2010, he's the gold medalist. I had his mother on the radio. I asked her, how did you know whose goal it was, Tanya? She said, you know, we had ice time at 6.30. I never had to wake Evan up. <laughs> there he right. was with his gloves on in the, in, in the car. I said, I couldn't come up with a better, better reason uh, than that. Right. But this, again, when you're dealing with these, these high-level kids and their families, um, they, you've always talked about how important that was because it could fool you uh, with, with some of these family dynamics, can it? It can. It, is, uh, it, it, it fools you for a minute. Bob, but it doesn't fool you for very long, as uh, Robert Andrews will tell you, too. The team of people that we work with, we are pretty good about making sure that energy, no matter positive or negative, that comes in from all aspects of an athlete's life will affect them. Everything someone says to someone, if they are approving of what they're doing, if they're questioning it, if they're disappointed, that all has a domino effect, and it has a domino effect on the adrenal system, on cortisol, on how you respond. It has an effect on how something heals if you're stressed and you have an acidic environment. Um, it's unbelievable how everything is connected. And it's amazing. I've worked with seven different sports uh, professional organizations, Olympic-level organizations. And depending on who's at the helm um, in response to recovery and taking care of the person for the long haul, uh, you can have a 16, you can have the best 16 year old athlete in the world that never makes it to the Olympics or to the World Series or anywhere. Yeah, I want to talk more about out. that, Gina. I want to talk about much more about that whole thing when we come back. Gina Pongetti, award winning physical therapist. Be right back at the Sports Doctor. Hey, everybody. MVP Parent Magazine is special evidence-based topics on all areas of youth sports. Rich Dubin, a sports dad himself, takes his three decades of publishing. He just celebrated the 12th anniversary of the acclaimed LER Lower Extremity Review magazine, one of sports doctors' key supporters, and he pours it into MVP Parent. Factual evidence-based info on such key topics like physical and mental training, nutrition, injury awareness, treatment, recovery, and prevention I am proud to be a contributor to MVP Parent with the Sports Doctors in article in each issue. Go to MVPParent.com. MVPParent.com. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks. Not anymore. Whether it's a health thing, a lifestyle thing, or you're trying new things, make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, wines, spirits, and more. Health Radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. Visit zerozilchzip.co.uk or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. Discover alcohol freedom with zero zilch zip. Because nothing's better. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good.
Hey, everybody, we're back. It's a sports doctor live from Chicago. I'm Dr. Bob Wild, sports podiatrist. We're talking high performance, injury prevention, the whole athlete, all of these different segments with award-winning speaker, writer, former gymnast, uh, and the uh, owner of a chief physical therapy locally here in our neck of the woods, Gina Pongetti. Gina, let's go jump right back in uh, to what we were talking about, the team approach, you know, with the idea of, I call it the mental game, you know, where we have so much on the mental side of things. We have so much on the physical side, side of things. We have so much on the nutrition side of things. We have so much on the different uh, comparisons and, and the fact of communication. My friends at iSport360 uh, talk about so much about the communication between coaches and parents. So let's talk more about, again, you work with all of these different uh, uh, sports, even at the world level, uh, and the, the, the fact of these team approaches, we've come a long way, baby, haven't we? We have. I, uh, it, it's, it's interesting as we are sitting in the neck of the woods in Chicago, Bob, with so many conglomerates coming together that just want, uh, you know, higher patient volume and everything. And I uh, am, we are going the opposite direction. We are still one-on-one. We do team meetings. Um, I work with a sports psychologist and a nutritionist, the parents, the coach, the recruiter, and the college coaches of three athletes that I'm currently sharing with the team. And we are meeting once a week for an hour and it's an hour of extra time. Um, insurance covers it. I mean, just as a logistic aspect, right. I'm trying to say that it's, it's attainable and we are having team treat approach on this. Um, everything. I need to know what the nutritionist is saying. I need to know where the numbers are. Um, how is the state of the body? Is it going to allow somebody to recover? And from a prevention perspective, can we catch things in blood work? Because I, I know what to order. We know what to communicate. Can we catch things with the parents about saying that the athlete appears to be more tired or more hungry or less hungry? And that all goes into performance. And the goal, by the way, is not to make the perfect athlete and the best performance possible. We're not trying to break limits. If that happens, that's fantastic. People look at me like, yeah. you treat Olympians and you're not into this for achievement. But the goal is also to have them walking when they're 50 and picking up a child. Oh, absolutely. And, um, oh, absolutely. You know, there's, there's so the two goals at, at whatever level, at whatever age, at whatever sports, the two goals. Number one, can I stay out of trouble, prevent injuries and prevent problems? And yep. number two, we're indicated, can we enhance performance? Can you be two steps yep. quicker? Can you be more efficient? Uh, all of these, and it depends on the level and really, really what we're uh, what, what, you, what you're talking about, and you know, well, without driving people so- crazy, the, the the big area also of rest and recovery, the importance of uh, trying to pay attention. You know, when you're talking with some of these athletes, it's year round, uh, and more is better, and no pain, no gain. So you know, with all the great things we're seeing, like I said to you during the break, we're still we're still treading water. In, sure. in so many ways, we still have the ranting, raving parents on the sidelines, overzealous, Sengali-like coaches, and all these injuries, this epidemic of injuries. So it's a real balance act, pardon the pun, both physically sure. and mentally, isn't it? Well, the, the, the new mantra I always tell people is you are an athlete seven days a week. Somebody says, how much do you practice? They say 10 hours. How much are you on the ice? 
15 hours. I'm in the gym. Well, actually, you are an athlete seven days a week. And when I say that, I mean when you visit your podiatrist regularly to look at your feet and mechanics, when you see your PT, not just reactively, when you do cryo, when you do massage therapy, when you see your sports psychologist proactively, that's part of being an athlete. So you're not training 20 hours and then you're busy the rest of the time. You're training 40 hours a week because yes. all of that. You know, you mentioned something. I don't want to. I don't want to forget to jump right back on it. You mentioned something so key: the rest of the athlete's life. You know, yep. the fact <laughs> of uh, who's had five surgeries and they can't walk and they've got all sorts of problems later on. Uh, there's no doubt about it. There's concerns about problems in serious athletes who are doing all this training physically. But paying attention to that side of it also, uh, where we start to see the, the pain and the arthritis and the surgical concerns, uh, is, is something that uh, you include, don't you? We do. I mean, we do. And there's so much of that that can be prevented. I mean, gymnastics is, is the world's most difficult sport. Flexibility, aerobic, anaerobic, power, explosion, joint forces, and if there is apology and recovery to the body in the process, some of the long-term damage doesn't have to last. Don't push through a stress fracture for six more weeks. It will turn into something, you know, cartilage damage, et cetera, that will be something long-term. It is not bad to put yourself through a marathon. It's not bad to do an Ironman. It's not bad to swim 10,000. It is just not okay to do and not understand that there are ramifications to doing it. That, that How about these athletes? You've also written about it, Gina. You mentioned, you know, these athletes that are, you know, they're, they're told it's drilled into them. Don't talk to me about pain. It's part. Gymnastics yes. is famous <laughs> for that. You know, don't well, tell me you're hurting, man. This is part. And, you know, you, you fought against this. Now it's a, and I, I'm so, so glad to see it because it's been so, where these kids, it's got drummed into them. Like you mentioned, they're scared to mention they're hurting. Yeah, it is. It uh, you is know, what do you mean you're still hurting? You've been to the physical therapist 15 times. What are you telling me? Yeah. You got to play. Yeah, tomorrow, well, we have, right? We have worlds coming up. Let's go. So part of the book that'll be coming out soon is just going to be this idealization of, of being macho and having to deal with pain. And, you know, it's not going to be pain free, but aches are different than, than sharp pain and, and something that's going to stick with you. Just like, you're not going to have the sweetest coach in the world and get to the Olympics. I'm not advocating for ribbons for everybody. And those that know me know that, but you know, you can tell somebody that their performance today wasn't focused instead of telling someone that the person but I'm willing, is bad. Gina, uh, Gina, I'm willing to give ribbons for everybody just for participating and being a teammate. I am. I'll go that far. <laughs> I really, I am. I, 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 I am like willing to, to give that. I'm willing to give the parents ribbons if they just allow the kids to, to do what they need to do and Big advocate time. what yes. they need to. So I think that the balance is that if you are with a healthcare provider and you're an elite level athlete, you have to trust the team that you're with. You have to know that everyone is connected. Yes. You have to know. You know, it's amazing. Gina. You know, last week, last week I had on the show, Gordon McClelland uh, from across the pond. He's the founder of working with parents in sports. I would always say to him, what a great title, you know, <laughs> the idea of working with parents. I can't, I knew we flew through the show. Give me the, the website again, Gina. People can find out about you and all your great work. 
Absolutely. So Achieve's website is AchieveOrthosports.com. And uh, then MedGyms is, it's MedGym LLC. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook and um, every, everywhere online. You can find me, Gina Pondetti Angeletti. You can search. And if you have questions or if She's you need to everywhere. Chat, I'm here. And I'm, I'm next, here. Next show, next show, I'm going to give the date that you were first on with me if it was 15 years ago. Gina Pondetti, thanks so much. Hold on, Gina. Thanks, we'll be right Dr. back, Bob. everybody. It's the fourth doctor. The station that makes you feel good. It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks. Not anymore. Whether it's a health thing, a lifestyle thing, or you're trying new things. Make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, wines, spirits, and more. Health Radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. Visit zerozilchzip.co.uk or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. Discover alcohol freedom with Zero Zilch Zip. Because nothing's better. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. Dr. Bob, School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger is setting a new standard within the school uniform market. More schools are understanding the value that uniforms provide, school pride and identification being one of them. Another is the well-recognized reduction of student pressure to keep up with classmates in the real world of what to wear each day to school. School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger provides amazing quality and value to its partner schools and families. It is truly the first brand in this market that students are excited about wearing. Go to the website, globalschoolwear.com, globalschoolwear.com. If you live in or near Aurora, Illinois, and you're into sports, fitness at any level, or your son and daughter is, you cannot forget about your feet. Your feet affect everywhere else. There are complex motions that come into play, especially in sports. Your ankles, knees, hips, and back all are affected with your foot mechanics. Uh, Come visit the office, uh, Dr. Bob, uh, and get evaluated. Uh, Check what shoes are best for you. I offer prescription orthotics, which is usually one of the major tools for treatment and prevention of foot-related ankle and leg problems. Also, enhancing performance. Step or two quicker, call 630 898-3505 or go to sportsdoctorradio.com. Hey, everybody. MVP Parent Magazine is special. Evidence-based topics on all areas of youth sports. Rich Dubin, a sports dad himself, takes his three decades of publishing. He just celebrated the 12th anniversary of the acclaimed LER Lower Extremity Review Magazine, one of Sports Doctor's key supporters, and he pours it into MVP Parent. Factual evidence-based info on such key topics like physical and mental training, nutrition, injury awareness, treatment, recovery, and prevention. I am proud to be a contributor to MVP Parent with the Sports Doctor is In article in each issue. Go to MVPParent.com. 
MVPParent.com. Hey, it's Dr. Bob. School uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger is setting a new standard within the school uniform market. More schools are understanding the value that uniforms provide, school pride and identification being one of them. Another is the well-recognized reduction of student pressure to keep up with classmates in the real world of what to wear each day to school. School uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger provides amazing quality and value to its partner schools and families. It is truly the first brand in this market that students are excited about wearing. Go to the website, globalschoolwear.com, globalschoolwear.com. everybody we are back welcome back it's the sports doctor is in segment again here with um dr bob wild sports podiatry where we preview a couple of upcoming shows and guests we add some uh bob guida wisdom and we answer a few emails we've got some great guests coming up over the next couple of weeks uh prominent orthopedic surgeon uh, frequent guest, Dr. Sean McMillan, will be joining me uh, next week. And then Dr. Erica Steele, she's a holistic physician. We're going to talk about that whole side of uh, the medical world the following week. One of my colleagues in podiatry, Dr. Met Barkoff, will return. And D.T. Foster, uh, the whole world of um, reducing and dealing with stress, will uh, be our guest. Um, you know, Bob Guida, uh, who worked with so many great professional athletes and so many teams, Olympic level, rehabilitation, uh, and he talked so much about, again, um, he'd say, you got to get, I got to get in this athlete's head so they will follow directions and stick with me, which many athletes did for their whole career. But he talked about, and some didn't about the challenge, you know, sometimes we would see different therapists or physicians and say, you know, I work with this athlete, I work with that athlete, and the athlete would jump around, they would go to a change, others would stay with the same training mechanisms and individuals for their whole career, for years, and the more we have uh, experts on the mental game on the sports doctor, sports psychology, we just had one today, uh, Robert Andrews, uh, mental training specialist, the more what Guida used to talk about decades ago about having to, you know, I got Mac and Rose guy. I got to get it in his head to <laughs> follow my direction. I was a famous one. So uh, really, uh, really something that, that makes so much sense. We get some emails here. Bill, Bill says, um, how often do you change orthotics and growing kids? It's a great question, Bill. I have found over the decades about 18 months, is the average 18 months to two years uh, when we're putting orthotics in figure skates, which we do so often in growing kids because the orthotic might have to be slightly narrower, slightly less bulky because it's got to fit in the skate, maybe closer to a year and a half, sometimes just in sneakers and generalizations, closer to two years. And I tell parents all the time, uh, uh, we're not necessarily married to the kid following up as they grow up in, in orthotics as a necessity. 
<laughs> until we see how well these kids do. Then we see it becomes a priority. As I've watched kids grow up who might have initiated orthotics when they were 8, 9, 10, 12, whatever, early adolescence, and they're 50 years old today, they're still wearing orthotics. Once that boy or girl is into middle adolescence, boys, maybe 16, 17, girls, even 14-ish, uh, their foot growth is over. Uh, so the 14, 15-year-old girl that we cast for orthotics and our figure skates will wear them for semi-forever. Uh, and But with growing kids, we're talking about that year and a half, and we follow these kids to see when they grow out of them, how they've done, and whether or not where they can continue. And, and in most instances, when done properly, um, if the job of the orthotics is having these kids in their best anatomical position, uh, why wouldn't we want to continue? Uh, Todd says, my 13-year-old daughter is a figure skater. She's got these bumps on the inside of her arches, right under her ankles, sometimes bothering her. You know, Todd, we see this. There's a, a bone in the foot. It's called the navicular. And the navicular sits below the ankle on top of the foot. It's a connector. And the inside is a prominent bony area that sometimes has an accessory bone that grows with it. Other times, the mechanics of the foot, the flattening excessively of the foot, especially a, a foot that has excessive pronation, it's flattening too much, it's flattening too aggressively, that bump rubs. And when you're in a sport like skating, where you're locked in a boot, that rubbing causes irritation and causes problems. So one of the first things you want to do, Todd, is, is talk to the bootmaker and have them punch out the boots over those bony prominences, which is going to help right away. You also want to look at the role of orthotics big time. I've been putting orthotics in skates for decades because of that problem specifically in order to control that excessive motion of the foot. The exciting part of the good news also taught is the same orthotics that will really, really help control that uh, uh, irritation. Rarely is this a surgical problem. Is the same orthotics that will make a difference in your daughter's skating. Better edging, better stability and performance. So this is something you really would have success. Very, very good. See a good podiatrist. Everybody, thanks so much for listening. It's The Sports Doctor. See you next week.